Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. Oh, and Andy Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Let me do it again. The king of concentration. Let's do it again. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, well, we had a bit of a conversation about various things. Uh, <clears throat> yes. You got involved. And you predominantly watched the cricket, I've got to <laughs> be did. honest. Um, but we did chat yeah. to Jacob Hawley, big Arsenal fan. Yeah. Uh, told us about his new podcast as well. It was on good form, talking football. Marcelo Mara joined us as well, an Argentinian football journalist who knew Diego Maradona. And some very troubling stories coming out of uh, Buenos Aires about the medical team that were looking after him. Uh, at the time of his, of, of his death, and we were chatting to Marcella about that today. Um, so, uh, yes, we bring you all that now, plus the birthday spread, of course. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon. Good so afternoon, there we everyone. were, like I'm sure a great many of you, keeping an eye on the cricket as you were listening to Talk mm. Sports, and uh, Jack Leach came on to have an over. And um, Andy said, oh, they've brought Leach on. He really is a terrible bowler, isn't he? And our producer, who also calls himself a cricket expert, he said, yeah, he's absolutely rubbish. First ball, Will Young, he leaves right now. Gets him out. Yeah. Um, it was a, you two were fantastic. Oh, no, it really was. And then you were, oh, great ball. It was a great ball, though, you know. It, just, oh. it turned. Oh. A piece Very of rare. work, the pair of you. It's always a bad thing that when you do that publicly. Yeah, I know it wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, and privately, I was trying to get a bet on Williamson and Conway being there till tea. Yeah. Well, but you were coming Williamson in even. Got out. I mean, that's been a good morning for England. Morning Three wickets England, yeah. on that pitch, which uh, yeah. was pretty benign, didn't it? Yeah, it looked like a good pitch. Very good bowling. So, um, well done to England. 65 for three. Mm. And we'll have. Uh, regular updates, hopefully, as the wickets tumble with Jake Robson uh, from Headingley a little bit later on. And in the style of Eric Jarvis Thrib from Private Eye. So farewell, Romelu Lukaku. Yes. You weren't very good, were yeah. you? It is weird, isn't it? How are you feeling about it? Oh, I mean, how are you... Cause, good I mean, good what, rinse is the expression, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, what, what an What went annoying... wrong? What went wrong, Andy? He's the sort of footballer that just makes you hate footballers. I mean, why did he even come to Chelsea? He didn't even want to be there. What was the point? I just And then when it didn't go right, you know, all he could he think He did of... want to be there. The thing he said when he first came in is, it's great to be home, I've always loved this <clears> club. <throat> I mean, yeah, he did very well then, for yeah, you after first about time. about five minutes, he changed his mind. Then, you know, just very odd. That interview was very odd. I've been watching it. A few times, it's been on Sky News a lot. It, just, it was a really odd thing to do. And he never tried to knuckle down. I mean, you can blame the manager a bit for not 
you know, playing to his strengths. But even so, you know, he missed a lot of chances. It wasn't the manager that missed a header from two yards against Real Madrid that would have made all the difference and various other. But of all the many upsides of, of, from your point of view as a Chelsea fan of the Roman Abramovich Mm. era, the downside occasionally was you'd have a chairman's purchase and you'd have a chairman's indulgence and you had it with Torres and you had it with Lukaku and maybe a few others. Most of the time you got it right. But Mm. I mean, now and again. Mm. Uh, you know, you do sense the new uh, regime won't be working like that, don't you? It'll be but completely it's just different. The sort of, you know, it's the sort of football that makes people write more about the nurses' letters, really, honestly. It's, it's not very impressive to take... You know, it took 325 grand a week for that. I mean, there was one game, the Palace game was the really the nadir, wasn't it? It was sort of seven touches the whole game. You know, for 325 grand, you expect a bit more than that, don't you? Yeah. So, you know... Do you, so, do you have a bit of sympathy for him, though? Because they didn't, no, you know... No, no sympathy. Not if you don't play to his strengths. No, oh, not if you don't try. It's the worst thing about anybody. He just obviously so patently didn't want to be there. So, fine, you know, he's gone now. But there yeah. you go. Yeah. Who'd you fancy as a replacement? <clears throat> I don't know. Richarlison? Richarlison, yeah, it would be good, but, you know... I was looking at the, the new regime, Andy, and I was quite mm. surprised to see uh, the name of somebody who's going to be uh, heavily involved in the setup. Um, it says here, uh, much of the money for the deal to buy Chelsea has mm. been provided by a finance company called Clear Lake Capital, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. which is led by investors, um, including um, Jose Feliciano. Yeah. All the players have gone. <laughs> it's not the same one. And there's no coming in. Yeah. <laughs> we it's... could do with a centre half. You're making this up. You're riffing, are you? <laughs> this is impressive. It's not. It's not the same one, is it? It's not the same one. No. It's not the same one. Fair enough. I just wonder that uh, the famous singer of "Light My Fire," etc. Oh, yes. yes, one of my favourites. Mm. Who I was going to see at uh, where was it? In uh, I had tickets just before the pandemic, and he got called off, and it's never it's never happened. Was again. it Burgess Hill? Yes. Oh, Bex Hill. Bex Hill. Yeah, yeah, Burgess Hill. Bex Hill. <laughs> Cooper's Hill. We're going to do cheese rolling. We're going to see Jose Feliciano <laughs> on Cooper's Hill. That's right with the cheese rolling. <laughs> Marvelous, wouldn't it? <laughs> That yeah. competition you're talking about, the new... Uh, the 60. The 60. Yeah. Well, it's getting ridiculous. Isn't it? I'm, I'm proposing the one. Yeah. It's just one ball. That would be Each it. Each team just get, has one ball. That's it. That's it. It would be good for people's attention. You could hold that in the hold it in the Albert Hall, couldn't you? <laughs> Fantastic. Marvelous, that would be a fitting venue for that, I think. So sorry, it was a fairly childish song we used to sing in the playground. <laughs> it was the Shetland Pony Grand National yesterday. Oh yeah. The fence is only about six inches high. It's really, really? Beecher's Puddle. Well you wouldn't there. expect them to be like they are at Aintree, would you? No, exactly. <laughs> Traditional sport that would be. Yeah, it wouldn't be great. Same no. fences as they have at Cheltenham. Uh, did you watch it? I mean, was it? I didn't. I just saw yeah. that it was in the paper. And they showed a nice photo from it. Oh, we should salute um, uh, Leonora Volpe, who is the daughter oh, yeah, of a, a friend of the show, Michael Volpe, big Chelsea fan, yeah. and he's been on the show, filmmaker. His daughter went to the World Climbing, Paraclimbing Championships and won gold for Great Britain. I know, it was so, quite an amazing performance. He yeah. put up a film of her. It's so difficult, that oh, climbing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, it's not so, a great sport, to be honest, but, you know, for what viewers, I don't think. OK, well, I give her one hand, you take with the other. No, it's no, like great Simon achievement. And Jim. It doesn't take away the achievement. I'm <laughs> just saying, you know, as a sport... You what, know, as a I've sport seen, to watch or a sport yeah, to participate in? to watch. In? I'm all great fun to participate in, but, yeah, yeah. to watch, you know.
I'd love to see you scale a wall, Andy. Absolutely no chance. I'm <laughs> full of admiration for it. No, it's I'm, sure, I'm sure you are, <laughs> even though you'd rather watch anything else. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Neymar, apparently they're saying... Yeah. There was a bit of confusion. Just what you need for your team. A bit of confusion earlier spirit. on, because I we were just... Andy was, you know, as we'll probably discover over the next couple of hours, Andy was watching the cricket as myself <laughs> and the producer were talking about <laughs> transfers of the day. And uh, I said, oh, look, PSG said they might let Neymar go. Well, when I say PSG, of course, I mean Kylian Mbappe, the, mm. the sporting director. Yeah. Imagine him to call him mm. in. Well, I'm sorry, Neymar, we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> but uh, some stories, and Andy at that point, there was a good ball or a bad ball. He was berating Jack Leach, and he tuned out as we moved on to Brandon Williams, who could be allowed to leave Manchester United for, for 10 million quid. And myself and the producer were saying... Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe a club like Forest would be a good fit. And and Andy went, what, for Neymar? <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Tune back in at that moment. That would be good, wouldn't you it? You wouldn't want to sign Neymar. I'm hearing, as Jim would say, amazing. Imagine Jim getting messages that Neymar's going to Forest. Why not? Why not, as Alan would say. Where yeah. could he go, though? Who'd want him? That's the it's interesting thing. Yeah. Would you want him? Yeah, no. Would you not have him at Chelsea? No. Could no? be so bad for morale and team spirit and all that hmm. you know he's just uh, not my type of player you know I think PSG made that clear didn't they Khalifa came out and said we're going to be a different type of team we, we forget they bring the kids this. through aren't they yeah that's what that's what he said I mean and giving Kylian Mbappe about 500 grand a week as well yeah that, something like that, that yeah. helps yeah, yeah anyway we, we will hopefully look at those deals in a bit more detail shortly yeah, and uh, did you see this Andrew Dillon? That was interesting. He seems to have a hotline to the Chelsea squad because he was writing this morning and hmm. saying, oh, the squad would like uh, Richarlison and a uh, replacement for uh, Rudiger. Yeah, he's not, they're not the only ones. Yes. Yeah, so it's quite interesting, actually. Richarlison as a play replacement for Rudiger? No, no, Richarlison and... Oh, Rudiger. OK. And yeah. I was going to yeah, say, no, no. well, the, the new Chelsea regime... Oh, yeah, they're very attacking. This, it's total football. <laughs> if you want to come to Chelsea, Richarlison, you're playing centre-half. Yeah. yeah, that's a thought. Anything else? Uh, on transfers... Well, whatever you want to talk about, Andy, as well, we... As we yeah, it was interesting yesterday in the cricket match, uh, England against Holland, which uh, I, I gathered Ryan Tenderskater didn't think was worth doing no, he, he kind sure. of felt he wondered yesterday as the next sort of uh, Holland international whether it was doing them any good he said he was a bit embarrassed at times they were getting such a shooing yeah but um, it's no, no disgrace England are the best one day team in the world and you know I thought they learnt a lot from the spinners did bold really the one well, they got, the they got a lot got, of running in their legs didn't they yeah. to the boundary and Adel Rashid teaching them how to you know bowl and I thought the ball to get rid of Livingston was a brilliant delivery it was like, promise there and you know I don't, don't agree with that but I don't think Josh Butler should have hit that ball missed ball bold ball for six he should yeah. have just batted it back to it, the fella that yeah. was a bit rubbish it really. came out it came out of his hand wrong didn't it yeah. bounced a couple of times but you he know, still stuck he it in just let it go for a wide or something don't hit it for six don't rub it in tough love you've got to yeah. learn the hard way sometimes so, yeah, that was a bit, it seemed a bit harsh really yes and uh, you've seen um, what else have I got I've got a few bits and pieces oh okay well, good just, well, this I is your moment you, Andy well, who wants to use them all now, Ben Stokes seen wearing a very strange T-shirt. Uh, yeah, sort of Mona Lisa on the front of it. I couldn't, we couldn't work out why it was very, yeah. very odd. Is this? I mean, maybe it's a kind of a designer. Maybe mm. we should have looked up to the designers that, that produced that one, Andy. It must. It is probably expensive. I'm doubt if he's bought it off the market. Um, okay, designer T-shirt. I'll put Mona Lisa in there. Okay, and I see yeah, what it's we designed get. Designed by Leonardo de James Vinci. 
Thank you. Come on. Let's have Renaissance cricketers. No, please. Um, Renaissance. (laughs) There might be a few. You never know. I can't think of any more. But never mind. Uh, yeah, did, was that? He claimed the catch, did it? Caravaggio. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> no, I've got it. Harvey Nichols are selling it, right? This is the t shirt. Oh, yeah. It's made by the good people at Off White, okay. which is what England used to use before they went back to pure white. Isn't yeah, they? That's true. Yeah, it's made by Off White. It's uh, for sale at a bunch of different mm. places, including uh, Harvey Nichols. Um, I've got it here. You've got um, some sort of app that can just trace what her no, T-shirt. It's from. called Google. No, what I did, I put, I put in <laughs> Mona Lisa designer T-shirt. Oh, very good. Yes, and, and in a matter good, yeah. of seconds, up it came. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, uh, Mona Lisa black cotton T-shirt. Leonardo's. This is what they say of it. Leonardo da Vinci's iconic Mona Lisa artwork is given a streetwear spin. Oh, lovely! Yeah, this is Harvey Nichols for off-white T-shirt made from black cotton. It's crafted to a classic crew neck silhouette and splashed with a blue version of the painting on the front. How much is that going to set you back, Andy? What do you reckon? T-shirt. Three, three uh, guesses. 85 quid. Have another guess. 125 quid. Have another guess. 450 quid. No, you're being silly now. But I say that. £275. <laughs> That's, That's what... Uh, you can get it a bit cheaper uh, it about, online. It was about 10 quid. Not 10 It was about 5 quid to produce. Some people are doing it for uh, 280 I've seen a couple of people oh, knocking bargain. it. A couple of people knocking it out at um, 180 when, so, when's uh, ben, When Ben's addressing the team in the, in the dressing room... Yeah. All of them can see that he's looking at Yeah, that's right. That kind of that <laughs> Wherever you are. Ben had that little <laughs> smile on his face, didn't he? He certainly did. He certainly did. Uh, Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo is the biggest Instagram earner. Is it's, that right? Guess how much... I'll do this to you. Oh, just how top, much do you think he gets? Just tops up his wages, isn't per it? Per post. Yeah. How much did he get a post? Per uh, post. Every time he posts, this is how much he gets. Uh, we're playing have another guess now, yeah, aren't we? Sure um, saying, yeah. Five grand. <laughs> oh, higher. Uh, okay, per post. Per post, yeah. Um, 50 grand. Higher, still. Higher. There's not much point moving your hands. So I, was this is radio. T- I was having a cup of tea. Still hasn't got the hang of it. <laughs> I was having a sip of tea. Higher. Um, <laughs> 180 grand. Higher. Last guess. Uh, 100, 200 grand. 1.9 million. A per post, post yeah. not per year for per his post. post. Every time he posts, they say, well, here I am. With no, six, that can't six, be National right. Selfie Day. That's another 1.9. That can't be right. That's what it says here. 1.9 million pounds yeah. every time he posts. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you just be sitting there all day, posting all day? That's what I'd do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it would lose lose? I don't even get 1.9p when so, I post on Instagram. Because if you're Cristiano, you're going, <laughs> having me tea. Exactly. It's just easy, isn't it? Yeah. Just been to the toilet. It's probably ones that are ads, you know. Pitch, yeah, ads, I, yeah, I would think so. Not, not for everything. This is me and the kids. Yeah, <laughs> Blokes just crashed my car. We were talking about this yesterday. He's Bugatti. Oh, and really? uh, he's offered to uh, have the wall repaired. I think it's the least he can do, <laughs> That's isn't it? That's very nice of it. Yeah. yeah, we were pointing out yesterday that we don't have this a Bugatti dealership uh, on the island. Mm. So maybe if he takes it to a local bloke. And they just put, put a little bit of the old filler, a bit of grey filler on the wing. Be great when seeing driving round with a load of filler on the door on the wing. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Darren Van Gogh. Well, not strictly Renaissance, uh, Alan, but we will uh, we will just allow that. Uh, Michelangelo Matthews. That's, that's very good. good. That's good. Michelangelo Matthews. Um, I should have said that right. Thomas, thank you for that. 
Um, what else? Yeah, we've got the great South African fast bowler, Alan Don, Don, Donatello. Don Donatello. Really, not sure, Sean, if that one works. <laughs> Donatello Bradman, that one works, Roger. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. okay. Now, come on, let's have, let's have your renaissance cricketers. Uh, he really was a renaissance man. So, yeah, do tell us. Uh, this afternoon, talksport.com forward slash H and J, text to 81089, tweet to uh, TS H and J. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. And uh, joining us now in the studio, making a welcome return, is uh, comedian and Arsenal fan. I say Arsenal fan to the point where he's actually wearing the new shirt in the studio. Jacob Hawley. Jacob, good to see you. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. How are we doing? Yeah. So I'm you not... don't normally allow club colours in this studio. Yeah, no club colours. We're like a sort of upmarket wine bar. Yeah, no club colours. They've got to change that shirt, Arsenal. They can't have that on this. Visit Rwanda. Visit this... Rwanda, right? Even if you don't want to. Yes, that's, that uh, that's yeah, yeah, the optics of that. Not great at the moment but um yeah you please you like them I mean, you're currently wearing it with pride it's quite a nice shirt actually i'm it's, very happy with it mate i, yeah, I, th- yeah, I think yeah. adidas have done good things with the arsenal brand we're moving in a nice direction i, I, don't, I don't think nike are very keen on chelsea at the moment the stuff that they're turning out for chelsea <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty happy with the adidas <laughs> stuff yeah. yeah i haven't seen the new kit yet it might be nice you don't know have, it, have they not launched it yet? no it's not launched yet they're still getting round to it do you, do you along buy with the transfers yes along <laughs> <laughs> with buying some players now yeah. they've bought the club they can phase that sort of stuff you, you always go shirts and skins at the start of the season yeah, well, can't fine, you not a like the old days well, um, last year's kit to save a bit of money yeah it could do that's right the fans go down well with the fans um, do you buy the new shirt every year Jacob do you I don't to... usually to be honest with you because I, I, I find I don't really get any wear out of them do you know mm. what I mean it's, it's, I go to the games at home and it's always too cold to wear the Arsenal <laughs> kit anyway but I just this year I was so mm. keen on the collar and everything and also we're do, doing a bit of business in the transfer market and I think you know my 60 quid towards a home shirt that might be what gets Gabriel Jesus over the line so I want, it, want to be, <laughs> every little bit yeah. helps we mentioned <clears throat> myself and Charlie we mentioned Charlie uh, Baker was with me yesterday he was uh, was uh, cycling through London uh, the day before and there was some uh, kind of school kids about 16 one of them had a tall key shirt on so apropos nothing a bloke goes past on a bike and shouts at the kids Gary Johnson, yellow army. And they looked absolutely terrified. <laughs> Certainly the one in this shirt. But we all do it. I was saying, if I walk past someone in a Tottenham shirt, I go, come on, you Spurs. I mean, you just do it. It just becomes automatic. Yeah. So have you had any... I live just off Holloway Road. So I was walking to the Tube today. Yeah. And I've got, I think, three of them. Three people. Giving it, giving it up the arsenal. Oh, it's good, isn't it? I've never had a base problem with that. I think it's all fine. So let's talk about first about your podcast, which I was reading about the other day. Yes. Last night out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with a fellow comedian, Bella Hull. It's, mm. it's a new podcast we just launched. Ba- basically, I, there, there's thousands of podcasts nowadays. Yeah. Right? Every topic is covered. But I, I was like, there, there's not really a podcast where you get people talking about nights out. And I know when every time I meet my mates down the pub or, or mm. you know meet for a coffee or whatever. All we ever talk about is nights out. Mm. What did you do last weekend? What did you go up to Saturday night? Oh, I heard you, you know you made an embarrassment of yourself. What happened there? Mm. I thought it was quite weird that that's the first conversation we go to when we see people, but there isn't really a, a thing for it. So what we've done, me and Bella, we get our favourite comedians down. We've had Comedy Royalty. We've had Ian Sterling, uh, Sarah Barron, John Kearns, people like that, all come down, tell us that if they had one last night out ever, what they'd get up to. And it's, it's been yeah, really it's good, good so far. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. come together, man. It's, it's, it's nice. So it's that like, it's not, it's, so will it be tales of uh, <laughs> night out embarrassments Along the way, but as you know, you they yeah, get the yeah. tell some anecdotes. I think. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Ian, Ian had some good ones. Ian, Ian Sterling's a big football fan. He's a Liverpool fan, so he, he's got some good anecdotes about going to to Liverpool games and stuff like that. Uh, where comedians talking about what they get up to after gigs. 
all that sort of business. I'll be honest with you, it's not as rock and roll as it used to be. He was but, really yeah. good on Soccer Aid. He was really, his analysis was actually quite interesting and quite... Ian. Good. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Really you, impressed. You think all he'd be able to analyse was how he put together a sun lounger afterwards <laughs> in Love Island? Work. Yeah. He's, he's, he knows his football, man. He's a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. Ian. It goes back to that old gag. If it really was your last night out and you decided on the mm. mates you'd love to invite or the people, the important people in your life, and then slowly about one o'clock in the morning, one or two of them are saying, "Well, I, I better get off." And they say, "Well, this is my last night out." But yeah, it's all right for you. Some of us got to get up in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's one of those, isn't it? Really? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Leaving someone on their last night out, you're saying, looking at you, what? Saying, you know, I've got to get up. I've got to be up at six. You know, I've got got to get a train somewhere. It's true. It's a good idea for a podcast because it's a bit like off menu in a way. You can just keep inviting different people to have a different take on it and bring a whole different thing to That's it. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's almost like a Desert Island Discs thing as well, isn't it? Every, everyone's mm. got what they'd like to do, that kind of thing. Everyone's got mm. their favourite drinks, fa- favourite place to go, stuff like that. And people surprise you as well. You know, the, the people you think could be the wildest, they tend to go for something a bit more laid back, whereas some of the sort of, uh, some, some of the quieter people come out with some mad stuff. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's funny. You may get someone to say, I'd spend the night in crying. I, I mean, I don't like, mind listening to talk sport. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you do? Man. Yes, that, that's great. You listen, the last thing you hear is Martin Kellner at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what the cut There's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's worse ways to go. Um, so, wherever you get your podcast, as they say, we can hear. How many have you got out so far? Absolutely. So, third one comes out tomorrow with okay. uh, Sarah Barron, star of Live at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, fourth one next week. And we've got a live one next week as well. We're doing a live event at the Bill Murray in Islington. Okay. Jamali Maddox, star of. Uh, so Taskmaster, Live at the Apollo, and Josh Pugh as well. Oh, so yeah, Josh was in yesterday, very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was on good form yesterday. And an England football international player. Yeah, he is, he is. England's partially sighted team, Josh was telling us. Yeah. You wouldn't think it with a haircut, would you? No. <laughs> Footballer <laughs> from the 70s with a haircut. <laughs> now, uh, you're also at Edinburgh, the festival. Your new show is Bump. Yep. Uh, what is there a theme to it? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's quite it's about becoming a dad, really. Oh. Uh, I, I became a father over the pandemic uh, during lockdown. Had my my, my little girl was born. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of about that. It's kind of about the, the fears that everyone has before they become a parent and uh, what what parenting is actually like once you're on the other side of it and you've got your your kid with you. Isn't it? It's uh, yeah, it's it's sort of, I like to think it's a show that people can laugh at whether they're parents or not. You know. Mm. And uh, how has it been? Has it been good? I mean, what, being a parent, yeah, are you, yeah, it's are you exhausting. Absolutely yeah, it exhausting. It is exhausting. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, right in these sixty-minute shows that you take to the Edinburgh Fringe every year, it was difficult before when you're being woken up at five in the morning by by a kid that want, wants either milk or snacks. Mm. It, it gets a lot harder, and you know, <laughs> gigging as well. Yeah, out every night till sort of ten, eleven o'clock working. It's not easy with kids, but at the same time, it's a good source of material. Yeah. She comes out with absolute rubbish, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she, she How old is she now? Nonsense. Nearly two, oh, okay. my little girl. So she's starting Sweet. to put words and sentences together. Uh, she's got the Arsenal kit as well. Has she? Yes, yeah, so she's got a she sense doing of humour. It's appalling. It's interesting with Arsenal, isn't it? It's going to be a very interesting mm. season. They, they so nearly... Had a wonderful season. They, if you take out those first three games where they lost, oh, and, the and, and the last, and the last of course, then they had yeah. a three-game period where they lost just before that end period. And you yeah, take yeah. those out, they it would have been an amazing season. But it's going to be harder this year, I think, because they're going to play more games and need more players. Yeah, it's harder in that sense. And I think you know, last year the big thing that you know we don't really talk about that much is that United were a lot worse than we all expected, right? I think looking back to last summer, we saw United mm. bringing in Ronaldo, Sancho, yeah, you know, Varane. Yeah, we we, we, we all be top four. I, yeah. I, I thought they'd be challenging for the title with with those mm. players, and and absolutely fell apart. And you, you'd imagine with Ten Hag coming in, they might be a bit better this season. Spurs strengthening as well. Chelsea 
it's a funny one with Chelsea because you, you, they've got a lot of defenders to bring in to, to yeah, the start of that yeah, season. But they've still got some great players. Is, yeah, they have. It, it might well be a transitional season. They're looking for a new director of football. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's, you know, they look the most vulnerable out of the top teams at the moment. But we'll Maybe. see what happens. I think it'll be those four, though. I think, I think Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, United will be competing for the sort of the last couple of places in mm. the Champions League. And, and Arsenal yeah. spending a lot of money. That's, <clears> that's the main thing. I wouldn't rule Newcastle out completely either. I think they, you know, if you look at their form from, New Year to end of the season. Top four, you think? Well, it could be. Why not? Mm. Nick Pope's come in, hasn't he? They've yeah. already signed yeah, him. That's uh, be a good bit of business some other for them. As well. yeah. I mean, you know, as much as I, as a Tottenham fan, I absolutely loved it. Um, the yeah. fact you did have key injuries with, you know, I mean, to Tierney and, and, and Partey and others. I mean, that was the thing that kind of derailed you. I think so, yeah. If you'd managed to stay full strength throughout the season. And you'd got into the box seat the way you did, uh, and it was yours yeah. to lose. I Injuries, think you probably wouldn't despite, have done. You know, not playing as many games as anyone else. So. Yeah, and and the most frustrating thing is that those injuries aren't aren't sort of new or or, or surprising. You mm. know, it's, it's Tierney and Party who. <clears throat> season before that missed a lot of games both of them and in typical Arsenal fashion we've gone straight into the transfer window and bought an attacking midfielder rather, yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than cover for the holding midfielder or the left back but we look, we look, we look like we're going to spend loads of money Rafinha looks like he might be on his way Gabriel Jesus nearly done Martinez from Ajax that could be a smart bit of business Rafinha it, makes no sense they got second. what do they need him for I can't see that You know, it's exactly the same player basically I'm struggling to understand it myself, mate. It's 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 a, it's a weird time as an Arsenal fan when we're looking at buying a £60 million winger mm. and, and I'm sat here going, I don't really understand why yeah. we're doing it. But we need more goals. You know, the long and short of it is we don't score enough goals and, and if Rafinha comes in and scores goals, Saka can play midfield. Pepe? Pepe as well, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, what about, but yeah. I mean, footed cuts in from the right. Well, they all want to play in the same place. I, 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 don't th- I don't think Pepe will be at Arsenal next season. I think that'll be another one of those... Edu and Arteta specials where they sort of pay him to go away and go somewhere else. That that, that <laughs> that's a strange transfer. That one, the Pepe one, seventy-two million, wasn't it? Was crazy, yeah, mm. crazy. I mean, if if only we had Chelsea's <clears throat> negotiation tactics, we'd be able to get him loaned to Inter Milan for oh, five yeah. million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what of saving um, the wages? Though, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. What of Enketian? Uh, I mean, were you pleased to see him stay? I. I was, to be mm. perfectly honest with you, I was. I, I think you, he had you know, a very good end of the season. He had, a, he had a great end of the season. Whenever he plays, he scores goals. And you see loads of Arsenal fans giving him stick for taking that number 14 shirt. All, all I'll say to those Arsenal fans, right, this is a kid who's come through the academy. He's stuck with Arsenal. He's scored more goals than anyone else for the England under-21s. Who else do you want that 14 shirt to go to? You know, and and how much money do you want us to spend this window on strikers? Mm. Like Gabriel Jesus would be fifty million. You, you want you want another one as well. You want to spend a hundred million on strikers, and one of them's not going to play every week. I think it makes mm. sense. You, you know, bring bringing Ketia in. I, I I've been on this channel before. I I've, I got a bit of stick um, just before the Chelsea game. I came and spoke to you guys. Mm. I think I was saying that Enketia uh, looks like a Championship player before he went and scored two against Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah. starred for us. Gifts. Yeah, it was gifts. You stunk the place out that night. Listen, you you have to put those gifts away, though, don't you? And 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 he does in Ketia, so I I think fair play to him. You know, Mm. England academy player. Come through the ranks at Arsenal, yeah. fourteen. It's I quick think, as well. He's got a lot of pace. It's quick and also, also, you know, you, you look around clubs. Who, who, what, what do you spend on a second striker? Yeah, you know, Tottenham have been trying to do it for years, trying to bring in a deputy to Harry Kane. Event, you've basically given up now, really. You just mm. have all Son will play there. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find someone who wants to, yeah, who wants to be the the, the understudy. But you know, there was a, a situation where I thought he might have said, "Stuff it, you haven't offered me a deal before. I'll go elsewhere." But obviously, they've had to offer him a very good deal. I would imagine to keep him there. 
So, I think it's hundred grand a week. So right, well, it's probably cost him a lot more than it would have done yeah. six months one. before. Even to, well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I think he is a good player, and I, I think he's. But yeah, I, I think they've overplayed the number fourteen shirt a little bit. Well, what are we supposed know? to do? Is it, yeah. supposed to retire the shirt? Just just exactly. Thierry Henry wore it what twelve years ago. Yeah, like, we've got to get well, that over would have been eventually. the time before Aubameyang wore it, and maybe yeah. that would have been the time retire. Theo Walcott yeah, wore it as well. Yeah, yeah. Theo Walcott wore it for years, and you know there are plenty of seasons where Walcott didn't do much yeah. in that fourteen shirt. Maybe they should retire shirts when players absolutely stink them out. When you get when you sign a player that's so bad, you think I don't want anybody ever wear that shirt again. I don't want to see the carcass it. shirt. They should retire the stinkers shirts as well as the good ones. So Jacob, we can see you at the Monkey Barrel Comedy. Uh, that's the Hive. Uh, August the third, the twenty eighth, one twenty five of a lunchtime gig. Lunchtime show, yeah. I mean, nice. they, I'll be honest, with you, I, I like performing early. I like, I like getting it done. The other thing is, my daughter's birthday is actually uh, during the fringe. Right. So by having an early show, it means I've got time to fly home for her birthday and then fly back again. Oh, that's <laughs> not yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, Phil yeah. Collins. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Nice one. So yeah, go and see Jacob in action. Last night out is the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, good to see you again, Jacob. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Appreciate boys. it. Cheers for having me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, uh, news emerged uh, earlier on today from Argentina that a judge had ruled that eight medical personnel involved in the care of uh, Diego Maradona uh, will face a public trial for criminal negligence. These uh, include the surgeon who was looking after him, uh, a psychiatrist as well, and they're accused of failing to take proper care of Maradona when he was recovering from surgery, which ultimately led to his uh, his death. Joining us now in the studio is Marcelo Moro, who's a... South American Argentinian uh, football journalist. She uh, translated Diego Maradona's official autobiography as well. Marcelo, good to see you. Hi. Hello. Yeah, we, we were saying earlier on, Andy used the word tawdry, and, and there, there have been echoes of Michael Jackson's death around this, as we said, the kind of... Uh, the sort of circus around his his inheritance and uh, people coming out of the woodwork and questioning uh, who owns what and etc. Now, all the medical fallout from his death as well. It's it's all a great shame, isn't it? Yes, and I suspect it's a uh, it's a saga that that is really uh, kicking off rather than coming to a close. If you see what I mean, there's a lot of uh, different court cases and and criminal proceedings. With his management, with the who owns the brands, there's something like a hundred registered trademarks around the name Maradona in dispute. But this medical uh, scenario, I think, is uh, this is the kind of culmination of since before his death, actually, when he had this strange brain surgery, um, and then the doctor Leo, uh, Luque who who is one of the eight people involved now would come out of the hospital and give these media briefings which were really uh, surprising from from a physician you mm. know he was uh, allegedly Maradona's private physician he didn't actually do the the surgery himself but he would come out and say well we've had to tie him to the bed because you know obviously he's got such a terrible alcohol problem he's having you know really bad withdrawals and just things that feel too intimate. Mm. I mean, in Maradona's case, we've had that throughout his whole life. You know, you you read in books what he told a psychiatrist, or and you think, why is that in a book? Um, but I think since his, what happened essentially is that after the surgery went well, and so medically he was discharged from the hospital, and that's just what happens anywhere in the world. You mm. know, when the the procedure that you're in for 
is over and, and correct, you get discharged. And at that point, it was very difficult to know who was in charge of making what decisions. And obviously, with hindsight, he should have been still institutionalised. But instead, he was under home care. They rented a villa, they had various equipments and a set of privately hired staff, some of whom are now involved in this. And what's been happening since then is a ton of leaked WhatsApp audios between these people, decisions, the daughters um, from his uh, marriage to Claudia Villafania for years, saying that they weren't being allowed to talk to him, that there were, you know, his entourage was preventing contact. There was a nephew involved who was, people were saying, was helping him take pills and a beer to kind of, you know, calm him down. There was one nurse who was very strict and wouldn't let him do whatever he wanted. So he fired her. But then some, sometimes she would be on the road to anyway, just making sure Diego didn't see her so she could kind of, you know, mm. dose the... And and this has all been playing out in the media, like, again, like his life, you yeah, know, his, his death is turning into this saga. And so we've all heard, I mean, in fact, the WhatsApp messages have been uh, compiled into a, a, a rather good podcast, which has versions in different languages. I think Thierry Henry... It did, it's very interesting. The, it's very it. good, yeah, isn't it? It is. And it's so, like cereal. It yeah, is. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. And I suspect there will be more to come. But what I do think is, uh, you know, I do think something happens when somebody's as huge as Maradona in terms of the fandom and the love and the adoration and the reverence they've produced. Uh, it taps into all sorts of fantasies in people. And I think the fantasy of saving Diego... Has, has been a really big one in, in Argentina, mm. in football fans, actually, around the world. So this idea that if only we could talk to him, if only we could explain, if only we could get him the adequate care. And there's a very... Uh, it's, a, it's a very difficult bridge, I think, when somebody's that unwell. I mean, Diego was really, really unwell, psychiatrically, medically, in all sorts of ways, but not so off the mark that you could just section him against his will mm. easily. I think about 20 years ago he had a similar episode and at that point his wife and his parents and his doctor at the time, Dr Kayet, took the legal steps to section him even though he didn't want that. This time round it seems he was just surrounded by people who didn't have that kind of authority mm. to impose that on him. So he ended up in a villa, in a you know, in a kind of quite nice country house near Tigre, by the lakes and the rivers, with this uh, haphazard setup, and we know so much about it because, as I say, the the audios have been leaked. So a few months ago, the the prosecutors asked that it be a, an accusation or a charge of criminal negligence, as opposed to just malpractice or an accident. And I suspect we will see a lot more being played out. I mean, we've already seen all these characters weeping live on TV, begging for forgiveness, saying we loved him. But then you get an audio of someone saying, Look, you know, if we're not careful, he'll die on us. And th things that just play out 
mm. more and more in this imaginary. And, and this will be a jury trial, I take it, Marcelo. So, if they, I mean, A, good luck finding a jury that doesn't have skin in the game because he's like a deity in, in mm. Argentina. And also, if so much of this has been played out and so much it feels like the evidence has come out almost trial by media, it's going to be a very, very difficult trial, isn't it? Very, very difficult. Uh, we don't really have jury trials in Argentina, but it will be difficult. There might be some sort of settlement that could be further negotiations. But with Maradona, that has always been the case. I remember many years ago, he had to go to court because he'd shot an air rifle at some journalists that were doorstepping his country house and filming his little girls in the pool. And the the lawyer that was defending him uh, told me shortly after when the case was being heard that he had... Uh, try, had a conversation with the judge before the trial set, preempting the judge to say this is very high interest, very high profile, fame could work against him. We really want to ask you for discretion and to be very careful. And the judge said, yes, yes, of course. And then when the set, the date of the hearing was set, the first thing the judge did was ask Maradona to sign his shirt and take a picture of him. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. Completely man. unbiased. Yes. But it, it is that you're right about that podcast because Paul alerted it to me and I was listening to it before the show and uh, there's some incredible things in there, isn't there? I mean, just, you know, they appear to have called the ambulance, for example, after rigor mortis had set but in. Again, so you know, this is a global podcast, as Marcella said, and there we are, whoever, whether it's, uh, whether it's a, a, a group of judges or, 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 a, or a jury, someone has to take... Just look at purely look at the evidence and come at it with a fresh pair of eyes, and that is it's going to be difficult for these people to get, if you like, a fair trial. I think it definitely will be, and I think, um, you know, again, when he had uh, this incredible, complicated stomach stapling surgery uh, about 15, 20 years ago, uh, the physician at that time had they'd gone to Cuba to recover. And uh, he said to me, "We it was very difficult to find somewhere to go because no country wants Diego to die there. Right. So no one will let us in. And, I can, and now I can see why. Because these people, whether they were, you know, up to the task uh, professionally, medically, mm. the nurses, the doctor, the psychiatrist, they clearly did not quite comprehend the enormity yeah. of the of the guy they were taking on to 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 look after and um i think as with all things diego you know it kind of ricochets into larger issues of his own person mm. so i do think we need to uh use this as as or as all his life to try and understand all sorts of things that happen and what what kind of actions can we take to interfere when somebody clearly needs help but isn't willing to take it? I think people underestimate quite how despotic he was and how difficult it was to say no to him or mm. to, to, you know, to contradict him. Yeah. Um, and, and as I say, you know, the nurse who did was sacked and uh, he, was, he was scary. If he, he looked at you funny, he, you, it was quite a terrifying thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I think it was very difficult even for, for the psychiatrist who's a fairly young woman to, to kind of, you know, say, no, you must do this or you must do that. Oh. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And it, it's heartbreaking in a way. Mm. It no, really it is. is. It's, it's a very sordid and lonely and, and tragic death. And in some ways, it's kind of 
impossible that it would have been otherwise. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, in the, in the immediate aftermath yeah. of it, um, they, people kept using the term rest in peace and you thought, well, I think we're a fair old way off of that. Yes, Still, absolutely. there's a long way to go. Absolutely. Also, also, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. A pleasure. It. It's always a pleasure. Uh, we'll, we'll, of course, we'll bring you more on that story as we get it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, birthday spread. Yeah, 10 birthdays. Myself and Matt Rushton have to try and guess the ages of these people that Andy has mm. come up with this week who are celebrating their birthday. And a margin of error will build unless we get them all absolutely right, which, generally speaking, is unlikely. So, the one with the smallest margin of error as we guess the birthdays, the least years out over 10 birthdays, is the winner. Last week, Max won. He joins us now, I yeah. believe, live from Rome. Good afternoon, Max. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Andy. Hope you can hear me loud and clear. Not on holiday. I'm uh, part of a new exhibition event of Il Compleanno Distribuzione, which is, uh, you know, the birthday spread over here. It, it is backed <laughs> by a Middle Eastern consortium. So I've thrown all my ethics out the window, but I'm making buckets of cash. Well, that's good to hear, Max. It's good, good to hear. When him. you're so obviously losing, we're obviously going to say, Arrivederci, Roma. Yes, indeed. <laughs> that may not happen. It may not happen. Last week played very well. That's there true. we are. Um, Jeff Peters is in the, in the nerve centre, um, I believe, in the East Midlands. Yep, there it is. Yes. The classic nerve centre, Paul 25, Max 6. That's Ooh. the state of play. 25, 6. Delicately poised. It's delicately poised. <clears throat> Maybe a bit of a few days mm. there on the old... Um, you enjoying Rome? Is that is something you've been before, Max, I take it? Yeah, it, it, it's great. I mean, I like... Uh, I like. We've got to a stage where now Jeff calls it the classic nerve centre. We're going, ah, uh, yes, now we're at, the, we're at the perfect nerve centre. This is the nerve centre yeah. that people really like. Yeah, having a wonderful time, I would say, <laughs> cobbles with a tiny pram is an issue uh, if you're bringing a three-year-old to Rome. But, you know, he's, he's enjoying it. Watch he's that pram on the, old, on the Spanish steps, won't you? We don't, wanna, we don't want what Glenn would call an untouchable situation, <laughs> do we? <laughs> Go and enjoy the Litrovino fountain. 
Oh, that's yeah. So Thank you've you. been keeping it very, You're keeping very it very sport, sport there, Jeff. <laughs> You're very sport. So um, mm. Max will lead off because uh, he won yeah. last week. Um, yeah. Pele always helps us out with a bit of background music. Here he is. Marvellous. Thank you, Pele. <clears throat> uh, and let's have the first birthday, Andy, please. OK, the first birthday of the week is uh, the singer-songwriter Lionel Richie. Oh, Richie. Lionel Richie. Oh, okay. You may not know this about Lionel. He was a very keen amateur footballer who gave up playing for his pub team to take up part-time semi-pro football on Saturday afternoons. He found the transition quite tough. It wasn't easy like Sunday morning. Hey! hey. That's not bad. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? <laughs> Come on. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, we that's a good really one. We're dancing on the ceiling really of that. Brilliant. We are, yeah, that's right. Um, so, um, what do you think, Max? Lionel Richie. Uh, hello. Um, <laughs> I think uh, 72. Yeah, that's a pretty good guess. Um, 71. 73. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went the wrong way. Never mind. It wasn't so, too bad. Jeff, what's that done? The score's quite easy to work out, that one. Max one, Paul two. Don't need a calculator for that one. Good stuff. Okay, what a start. It's been nip and okay. tuck. Somebody I think most of you folks at home would have had a pretty decent stab at as well. So anyway, the next one, they get harder, didn't they? They do, as we, as we move through. Yeah, uh, yeah. The cyclist and five-time winner of the Tour de France, Eddie Merckx. Oh, Eddie Merckx. Eddie Merckx. Have you seen he's going to be doing a World Cup wind-up show with Rio Ferdinand? <laughs> Yeah. You've been Merckx. You've been Merckx, yes. Yeah, yeah Eddie Merckx. Yeah. <laughs> Marvellous. Oh, it's me, isn't it? Yeah. Um, wow, well, is he... He's probably about... Oh, wow. So, he's probably in the Richie envelope, isn't he? 74, I'm going to go. I thought you were going to say um, Bradley Wiggins. Uh, <laughs> old mate. I don't know how many times oh, my best friend. Did you, did you ever get Eddie Merckx in uh, the Sturmy Archers? Did he ever appear or not? <laughs> we never got Eddie Merckx. Oh, shame. Um, I'm going to... What did you say? I 74? went 74, Max, yeah. Uh, what do you, well, there's Ian Rushton. What do you reckon? He's pretty sad about his birthday spread. I reckon 75. 75? Baby's joining in. He's 77. 77. Oh, he sounds sweet, Ian, doesn't he? He's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. Mrs Rushton's by the pool. I'm right. looking after him during the birthday spread. <laughs> oh, no, that's All not right, good. Ian, don't worry, it'll be over soon. It'll be, it will yeah. be. Yeah, your dad's previous <laughs> record's anything to go by. So, um, what's that done to the scores, Joe? What was it? It was 77, you said. Yeah. I went 74. What did you go, Max? 70 what? 75, 75. you went. 75, okay. These people are sunbathing during the birthday spread. It's terrible. Um, so, uh, Paul, you were three out onto five. Max, two out onto three. Five plays three. He's just on the old narrow yeah. strip. I mean, yeah, that's right. He's on that, he's on that cut strip. The, the, the square. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, Great pictures last week and fantastic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, talking next. of cricket, it's mm. the cricketer Alan Lamb. Alan Lamb. Alan Lamb. You won't be surprised to know that I went to a fancy dress party at his house with the former Spurs and Glasgow Rangers fullback Alan Hutton. Yeah. Uh, who wore cricket gear too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Hutton dressed as Lamb. Hutton dressed as lamb, fancy dress party. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. Very um, good. What do you um, think? We did we tried, we did a whole radio feature called Crutton dressed as lamb, where we got David Crutton <laughs> wear a Philip Lamb shirt. Yeah. That's a good oh, idea. Alan Lamb. Yeah. Alan Lamb is sixty-six. Sixty-six, you say? Yeah, sixty-six. He's yeah. Um I'm gonna go sixty-four. Alan Lamb is now sixty-eight. Oh, yeah. Lemmy. 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 
Outstanding start by Max. He's five well. out. He's getting uh, help from Ian. Ian's weighing in. Ian's on the laptop. Imagine he's quite computer literate. Holding it up. Holding it up. You're you're on nine, Paul. So there's four in it after three. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, birthday number four, the singer Cindy Lauper. Oh, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. She's got a new range of low-calorie sweets oh, yeah. uh, aimed at the uh, sort of women's market. They're made from sugar, butter and milk. It's called Girls Just Want to Have Fudge. <laughs> oh, no. That's so bad, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, it's a very hard week. I'm telling the producer. God. You sit there with all these names, I'm going, no. Girls no. just want to have fudge. <laughs> <laughs> she, loves, she loves her herbs, doesn't that she? Time the... after time. Hey, <laughs> that may be. Oh, Ian's not Ian's keen on one. Jeff's material. <laughs> Ian hates the top. Jeff's upsetting the baby with his bad gags. Uh, I'm just showing my true colours. Take no notice of the nasty man, Ian. He's been sunbathing on a cut strip. Um, I'd say. I'd... They couldn't play cricket on it because he was lying on it in his speedos. So, uh, where were we? Um, who is it? Thin- Cindy Lauper. we trying to somebody brings on the heavy roller. Yeah. Jeff's lying there. Jeff's lying there when the roller Jeffrey turns up with his keys. This wicket, look. Yeah. Um, I'd say uh, Cindy Lauper. Oh, oh sorry. Ian. How old Cindy Lauper? 50, 59. 59, Cindy Lauper. What do you think? No, no, she's. Cindy Lauper's older than that. Oh, yeah. She's, six, she's 64, isn't 64, she? 64, yeah. Cindy Lauper. She's 69. Wow, yeah. no. Whoa. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> True colours shining <laughs> through. <laughs> yes. That's why I love you. Anyway, what's that down to the scores, Jeb? <laughs> Well, Max has increased his lead. Uh, five out moves on to 10. Uh, Paul, 10 out moves on to 19. Wow, good game, man. We're going to half time. Here we go. Okay, your last birthday before half time. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. half time coming, Ian. Don't yeah, worry. Don't worry. Have Prunella have scales. A rusk, then. Yeah. yeah, of course, in 40 Towers. Prunella and many, scales, many other things. Oh, Prunella talking, yeah. At one time, though, she was unemployed and working in a restaurant that mm. I frequented. I fell for and always left a large gratuity. I insisted on tipping the scales. Tipping the scales, yeah. yeah it's no girls just want to have fudge. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what about Prunella scales then, Max and Ian? What do you think? Girls <laughs> just want to have fudge. It's just a high point of it. <laughs> Prunella scales. Wow, she must be. She must be doing well now. Yeah. Uh, 89. I don't think she's that old. 84, I'm going to go. Let's find out. Oh, Max is hot today. She's 90. No, she's not. Whoa. She is 90. How is she yeah. still on telly doing the old boating show? Oh, is she? Timothy West. She did it fairly recently, oh, really? didn't she? Yeah. It was, she doesn't look 90. Yeah. Anyway. What's that down to the scores, Jeff? I'm getting well, a kick in, aren't you I? You are. You are six out, so on to 25. Max, one out, moves on to 11. Wow. Max has a 14-point wow. lead at the halfway stage. But remember, this is still Max. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Squander it. Uh, let's find out what happens in the second half. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Welcome back to the second half of mm. the birthday spread. Max Rushton playing incredibly well. Just after five birthdays, he's been cumulatively 11 years out, which is uh, top work. Very, very good. He's coming live mm. from Rome. Obviously, all that pizza and pasta is agreeing with him. Uh, he's being helped by young Ian Rushton, his, uh, his boy. You may hear him in the background. Um, He's doing well, and I'm, I'm on 25, and uh, Jeff Peters is keeping score, and I believe I'll be kicking us off in the second half, and here's Pelé again. 
Okay, second half kicks off with the rugby union player from the Exeter Chiefs in England, Luke Cowan Dickey. And uh, it was unfortunately, he was falsely implicated in a political scandal involving the import of baby milk and formula. The press described the controversy as Luke Cowangate. Hey, nice. Ian will like one, that. I'll put that one in for Ian. Just that one's in for Ian, <laughs> baby formula. It's hard to get you these say days. That, it, it, Ian has just gone for a drink, so it's just me on my own for this half. So if I lose, we'll both be the real star. Yeah, that's it. Star. We'll realise well, he's was gone tim- down to the bar. He's <laughs> having well, a bottle of red and sat him in the corner. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, I'd say it's me, isn't it? Uh, Luke Cowan Dickey, mm. 30. Yeah, that's about right, isn't it? 29. 29. Ooh, blimey, Max. Ooh, this is certainly hot. agreeing with you, this Roman air. Um, so, uh, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? We can probably work it out ourselves, but we want to keep you employed. <laughs> uh, direct hit for Max, so he stays on 11. Paul, you move up one onto 26, 15 in it, four to go. Wow, here we go. Okay. This is the moment that anything could go wrong for Max. I know, he the, here we go. He was a rugby player, played for England, and he was also president of rugby, the Rugby Football Union in 2001. The great Budge Rogers... And uh, he was always way ahead of his time, and mm. not just decades. He was so forward-thinking. You can imagine Budge Rogers in the 25th century. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming, but you could do nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd heard of Buck Rogers. Uh, right, Budge Rogers. Come on, Max. Pull this out of the bag. 84. Uh, 76. Honestly, he's 83. Oh, wow. Yes, come on. So, what's it? One out he was there, Max. So, what's happened to the scores, Jeff? Well, Max is on 12 after seven birthdays, which is incredible. That's amazing. Uh, You're seven out, Paul. You move on to 33. So, 21 in it, three to go. Wow, we really come back. Yeah, okay. Ranking point here. Well, I think he may just try. On this one, I think we'll see a bit of S housery, but maybe I'm doing him a disservice. Let's find out. Here we go. It's a very happy birthday to the pharmacologist and chief executive of medicines and healthcare products, Dame June Rain. Dame June. June Rain. She was last seen in Paris celebrating PSG's French title win with their Argentine midfielder. Owner Nasser El Khalifa had to stop her. Don't rain on my paradis. <laughs> well, oh, blimey, God. yeah. Again, I thought it was a very hard win. It's no, it's no, girls just want to have fudge. Um, oh, Budge Rogers. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say 68. <laughs> I'm going to go max. What are you going to do? Because if uh, I didn't I know... I think that's pretty good, actually, mm. Paul. I, I had her around there somewhere, 70. So, 70, you're <laughs> you sure going... you have got the list of birthdays? How old is she? 70. Oh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. This is uncanny. It's ridiculous. Oh, here we go. It could be a world record. I could also lose it. Yes. <laughs> that's unlikely from this point, I'd say. So, uh, uh, he stays on 12, doesn't he? Yeah. He does, yeah. and you move on to 35. Um, so, 23 in it wow. with two to go. 23. OK, Max goes first this time. Let's see. This is the marker, man. Okay. Can he take the pressure of being it's, the front runner? That's true. It's the film director, Stephen Frears. Stephen Frears. He recently asked me to reserve him a Chelsea season ticket on every le- level of the stadium. Yeah. The project was known as Tears for Frears. That's Thank nice. You. <laughs> okay. Do you always remember his films Stephen Frears prick up your ears you've got to have a system that's very true yeah um, so uh, what do you think Stephen Frears that's me uh, so I didn't laugh at that joke Andy because it's too 
I was just concentrating no, too much on yeah, the much. back of my right, mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, you, really. it was a good joke. It's yeah. a good joke. Hmm. Um, uh, well done. I don't know who this person is. This is a tricky moment, but I'm going to say 65. Okay, that's not as volatile as what I hoped. I think he might be a bit older than that, but maybe not enough. I'm going to go 75. 81. Oh, Ooh. I should have gone a bit higher. Ooh. Could have got back in the game there. So, Jeff, what does that mean? Mm. I've, I've made a fist of it, but let's find out. Where are we at, Jeff? Yeah, you've closed the gap by 10 on that. Mm. So, Max, 16 oh, out. Dear. So, it moves on to 28. You're six out, Paul. You move on to 41. So, 13 in it with oh, one to go. It. 13. Okay, and Max, you go brilliant. first, of course, so there's no skullduggery yes, involved on okay. this one. Last birthday. He's the professor of, uh, or he was the professor, let's say, mm. of uh, child psychology at the Institute of Psychiatry, William Yule. William Yule. And he recently had to call out a team of plumbers to get rid of a very large blockage in his loo. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even Oh, no, don't. We know where it's going, Andy. <laughs> you can't do that one. You can't do that one. You've done it. You've basically done it, and you've left it to the listeners, <laughs> well, which is no... Which is, that's don't, all right if don't, you do that. Don't leave that for the listeners. Join the dots. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and get me Rod's listeners, don't worry. Exactly. You'll I'll, get the joke yourself. I won't yes, do yes, that yes. to you. Um, okay, so... Right. Yeah. William Yule. <laughs> William Yule is... 79. Okay, you've gone 79. So I've really got 14 to play with. So I want to go 93, or I'm going to want to go um, 65. No, no, I'm going to go at the higher end. I'm going to say... I'll go, I'll go 94. Well, it was worth doing, but he is, in fact, only 82. Oh! So, Max. Two in a row. It's two in a row. Oh, two in a row. Have you ever got two in a row? I don't think yeah, so. I, I think don't you think have, so. yeah. Hmm. Oh, OK, I have. <laughs> not oh, there we are. I'll be honest, not often. Yeah. Is this one of the greatest performances? Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Oh, okay, fair enough. No, it isn't. So, I thought it was pretty that's good. That's, well, well, 31. Max. 31 is an incredibly low score. It is. So that is outstanding yeah. for Max. Paul, even 53 so is not, not, not too shabby yourself, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I thought um, you did really well, Paul. Really th- well done. Well yeah, done. thanks, mate. Good, good <laughs> thanks, Max. Thanks, so thanks it's 25-7. 25-7. Okay, we're well, really? closing up. Max, thanks for doing this on your holiday. Yeah, uh, you well get played, back thanks. to the gaffer and, and, and Ian and enjoy the rest of your holiday. Yeah, yeah, cheers, mate. Thank Take you, care. Uh, uh, Max will be back. I think you're back at the weekend. No, you're not back. I don't think he's back at the weekend. Nah. No, nah, I'm not have back a, at the have weekend. Have a weekend nah. off, mate. You deserve it. <laughs> thanks, mate. So thanks. there we are. There's Max Rushton. Um, thank you, Jeff. Um, we will catch up with you next week. Boys, cheers. There we are. That's your birthday spread. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. A thrilling birthday oh, spread. Very Max. Max and Ian form. on fine form at the moment. Can he can he build on that? Yeah. So uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Myself and Andy. A busy show tomorrow. Plenty to get through. Uh, and of course, uh, the cricket will continue. So uh, do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast available at four. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.